Claude Weekly is proudly brought to you by Peninsula Co-op. At Peninsula Co-op, you get full serve for the same price as self-serve, meaning you can stay in your warm vehicle while someone else pumps your fuel for you. And if you join up to the Peninsula Co-op membership program, you can start earning cash back every year on gas, convenience store purchases, home heating oil, and even groceries. Join today for just $27. For more details, head to your local Peninsula Co-op or click on the membership tab at PeninsulaCoop.com. Hello, hello, Panthers fans, and welcome once again to Claude Weekly, episode 23 of the official podcast of your Peninsula Panthers. It has been a massive week for the Peninsula Panthers, a massive 48 hours. Let's not beat around the bush. It hasn't even been a week. It's only been a couple of days. We have a trade, the first trade for the Peninsula Panthers for the 2020-21 VIJHL season. Carson Strom is off to the Kerry Park Islanders, and in return, the Panthers are going to receive Dayton Clark. Plenty to digest here with this trade, and we're going to get straight into it right now. We aren't even going to wait to find out more information about this, because we're going to hear right away from the man himself at the center of this trade, Carson Strom, who is now no longer a Peninsula Panther. He is a Kerry Park Islander. And I was absolutely honored that Carson gave me his time. Obviously, it's been a bit of a difficult week for Carson getting traded to another side, but Carson was uh, kind enough to sit down with me and have a bit of a chat with me over Zoom to give us his thoughts on the trade. And I'm going to shut up right now and hand over to myself, and we're going to hear from Carson Strom about his thoughts on the trade. Bit of a big news week for the Peninsula Panthers this week with the trade of Carson Strom to the Kerry Park Islanders in exchange for Dayton Clark. And it's an honour right now to actually be joined by Carson to uh, chat a little bit about this. First of all, Carson, mate, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Now, this is obviously a a bit of a shock to a a lot of people, probably more so yourself the most. Uh, How how did you find out? Uh, Tell us a little bit about kind of what you were told about this trade. Yeah, um, I mean, I live in Langford, so I was was driving to practice uh, in Sydney and I noticed when I got there that nobody was on the ice. And so I was, I was racing to get out there. I was the first one there. So I was racing to get out there and, uh, um, do a little bit of my own thing before practice started. And, um, yeah, Pete called me into his office and, uh, just kind of gave me a breakdown of, of what happened. And he told me that they, they moved me to, to carry park. And, um, yeah, he just kind of basically said that he loved to have me and, um, uh, I told him, yeah, thank you for the opportunity and everything. It's obviously part of the sport sometimes, kind of these things happen. And uh, ultimately, you know, it's it's not something you probably want to do. I mean, how how can you put your words in, your feelings into words there? I mean, it's, it's a difficult question, obviously. As you said, you, you weren't aware of it until you stepped into that office. But I mean, what were your kind of initial reactions when, when you were told that you were being moved on? Um, to be honest, I thought it was like, uh, like he was joking with me at first. Cause Pete's kind of a, a funny guy. So I thought it was a little bit of a joke, but as he went on, I was like, Oh wow, this is like a reality in, in junior hockey. So, um, I had to quickly just kind of be serious and, and listen to what he had to say. 
And from that point on, realizing that you are going to to another team, I mean, I believe this is your fourth team in in the VI. I mean, you know, again, still obviously digesting this cast, and I believe at the time of us recording this, you haven't obviously hit the ice with with Kerry Park. But I mean, kind of your thoughts on on Kerry Park of all uh, destinations of where you are heading up, heading to. I'm excited. Yeah, they're they're um, yeah, talking with Brad. He he said that they're kind of in the same boat as as the Panthers were a few years ago, trying to. Uh, like a rebuild kind of thing. And um, they're a good team. We we took them lightly when we played against them. Um, I think they're a really hardworking team. And I think uh, my style of play can really, really fit with them. Did you get an opportunity to to catch any of the boys uh, last night when you, when you were told? And if you weren't, have you sort of exchanged some messages, spoken to some of the guys today? Uh, I ran into Aleko. He's he's one, probably my best friend on the on the team. So I ran into him right when I was leaving, and uh, it was pretty emotional for sure. Uh, we were both shocked, and um, yeah, I, I texted the the group chat and I told everyone, yeah, thank you for all the laughs and every all the memories and everything. And uh, yeah, they wished me good luck. And it is kind of weird. It's just the reality of hockey but whenever it happens you just it's just such a shock and yeah still hoping to at least go out and uh, hit some golf balls out there potentially still with the guys at some point though <laughs> oh yeah we've got we've got some tournaments lined up uh, me and the boys do great great i mean 10 <laughs> games for the panthers and as we keep saying on this show uh, obviously a very strange year uh obviously not playing as much as you would have ultimately liked to but what are yeah. some of your your best memories with the panthers in those 10 games that you were able to play I think my first game when we played against um, against the Cougars in our um, in our home opener, we still had fans, so it was it was still pretty loud in the rink. And what's funny is um, I forgot my skates that wow. day, so I actually I had to phone my dad, and he he drove them all the way up. But I had to wear Denver Maloney skates for warm up and a little wow. bit of the first. So that's a, that's a pretty funny memory I got a hefty fine for that in our in our fine jar but yeah it's it was pretty funny that i was i was known as forgetting my gear which i'm usually pretty on point with that stuff but <laughs> <laughs> did they help you out though like did did the skates give you kind of like a bit of a, a boost or were they just too uncomfortable that you weren't even thinking about that oh his his skates are super weird like <laughs> yeah they just mold to your feet so like his are pretty wide but yeah my skates are they're a lot lighter it felt like so it was just like easier and i mean i guess ultimately you're going to be playing against these guys now uh when when play does get whether it be this season or or next season as i said this is now your fourth team in the vi so it's something you've experienced before but i mean this is the longest team you've been with the panthers you've made some good friendships obviously i mean can you think about that right now like what that first game is going to be like or is it just a case of putting that in the back of your mind getting on with Kerry park and just kind of thinking about that when it does come I think with all the good memories I, I have with because um, of this weird year with um, with the Panthers and everything, I think playing against them, it's going to be kind of funny. I'll, I'll line up against Braun next year and maybe <laughs> flash him on the on the hands a little bit, but or, or Aleko as well. But yeah, it's um, I think it'll just be fun for a little bit and back to the game, back to being serious and everything. 
Well, uh, I mean, obviously, as I said before at the beginning of this, you know, it's a bit of a shock for a lot of guys. Uh, but again, it's the nature of hockey. Carson, I know we had a lot of fun having you on the show when we had your your interview. And uh, it's going to be interesting uh, when, again, I get to call the game and I'm calling against you. I haven't had that experience yet of calling against a player that used to be on our team moving forward. But uh, appreciate yeah. you obviously doing this, mate. Obviously, it's been a tricky 24 hours or so period. But uh, we really appreciate you joining us here and at least uh, having a bit of a chat with us here on Claude Weekly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to miss it. Well, I can firmly say right now after that interview that we are, of course, also going to miss Carson on this podcast. Had a great chat uh, when he was on the show several weeks ago. So uh, once again, we do appreciate Carson chatting to us and uh, opening up and uh, talking about his thoughts on, on being traded to Kerry Park Islanders, of course. Now, we're now going to hear from another person uh, heavily involved in the trade, the general manager of the Peninsula Panthers, Mr. Pete Zaberski who uh, is also going to go into a bit of details, at least from the front office perspective of this trade and what it means for the Panthers moving forward and just why the Panthers have gone after their new newest acquisition, Dayton Clark. So uh, let's hear my chat right now with Pete Zaberski. Joined now by the GM of your Peninsula Panthers to chat about the trade and uh, what it means for the club moving forward. Mr. Pete Zabersky. Pete, as always, pleasure. Thank you for joining us again. Thanks, Benny. Always a pleasure to be with you. Now, uh, give, give us your view on, on this trade. T- tell us uh, why the trade, how it all went down, and, and what brought about uh, bringing Dayton into the Panthers. Well, we were talking about it, uh, myself and Brandon Cox, the owner and head coach of the uh, Cary Park Islanders, we were talking about it for a couple weeks. I knew that there was other teams interested in the league. Uh, Clark is a big kid. I think he's like six foot three, 240. He can skate. He's got great speed. And, and he'd fit really well on a on a top six, um, our forwards top six guys, six guys. So we were interested in him. I know that he wanted to you know move down south here, a little closer to home, um, and you know to get something you got to give something. So um, you know we talked about you know different options and and um, you know what we were willing to give up and you know so. Uh, I I really have a, a strong affiliation to kids that are first year kids because they they come to your camp and they they you know choose to join your team and that was the case with Strom he came to our camp and he made our club he worked hard and I mean he's everybody's I mean he's 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 really I call him a glue guy he is a glue guy everybody is attracted to the kid they're always around him he is the first one at the rink he's the last one to leave to leave so. But he said something to me about three or four weeks ago, and and it stuck with me. And it was, um, I called him in the office and I said, Strom, you're not doing your job. And he, he said, what are you talking about? And I said, you know, you got to start, you know, finding a couple of really good players and bringing them here. And he kind of laughed and, you know, we were both kind of chuckling. And he said, um, well, I know one right now. And, and that was his brother, Jack. And uh, so we talked about that for a while. And, you know, we've got a lot of returning kids. We're going to have a, we're going to have a deep squad. His brother had been out at our, at our camp and, and was a bit banged up. He had been banged up for the last several months coming into the camp. And, and he went back to Juan de Fuca and was playing, you know, midget on their top team in Juan de Fuca. And, and so when I was talking to Brandon Cox, I was, I also talked about Jack, his brother and said, you know, you know, this, I know that 
Stromer wants to play with his brother, and I'm sure Jack wants to play with Carson. And I just thought it would be a great fit for the two boys and for their family. They live in Machosan, so the drive is about the same. And, um, you know, so that was the, the fella that I offered up in the deal. And it worked for him and it worked for us. And I really believe it's going to work for the Stroms as well. So, so just to confirm, so he's, is his brother part of the deal or is it just kind of almost a, a pathway that now that Carson's with the Islanders, he can sort of continue with the team as well? The latter. I mean, he, he, he's going to, the, the younger brother is going to want to go where his brother is. If his brother was playing for the Panthers, I'm sure Jack would want to come and play for the Panthers. If his, if his younger, if, if Carson was playing for the Timbuktu Broncos, he would want to go to Timbuktu so at least that's what I think so um, I'm hoping and, and Brandon Cox and I talked about this I'm hoping that Jack wants to go to KP I know he's good enough I, I watched him in our camp we just, you know last year we didn't have room the kid can play so I, I really look at it as a two-for-one deal it's not the player isn't coming from us but the player's coming because of his brother and and when I say he is coming I'm not sure if he is or he isn't but um, I wouldn't doubt if um, if Cox has already talked to the family about that. Good, good team, the Timbuktu Broncos, actually. Yeah, they, they, they can uh, put the biscuit in the basket. They, they definitely can. Obviously not the easiest part of the job, though, is uh, informing someone that, uh, that they are being let go and they are being traded. I mean, I mean you've done it plenty of times over, over your time uh, in hockey, I'm sure, Pete. But, I mean, does, does it get any easier when you have to look a kid in the eye and tell him that he's been let go? Um so, you know, I, I, I GM'd in the BC Hockey League twice. And, it's, and, it, and it is a business, just like the Peninsula Panthers are a business. But I really look at the two levels much differently. Like, you know, in Junior A, um, the kids are coming there and they're very needy and they want a lot of things. And they give a lot. And, you know, um, and it's easier to move a player you know, I'm talking the interpersonal relationship end of it, just because they expect that that could happen. I mean, we haven't traded one kid this year. That's that's the first kid that we've traded. And so, you know, I think everybody was shocked on the club. Um, it's funny, you know, I said, you know, we, we got Clark and everybody was excited. And, you know, I don't think they put two, lots of guys didn't put two and two together because we've got a young team. And, you know, and then we, when we told them Strom was leaving, I mean, um, I, I think a lot of them were shocked, but it's the game. And, and Strom actually took it quite well. We, I called him in the office and, and I said, here, grab a chair. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't like messing around. And I just said, hey, I, you know, you've been moved to the Cary Park Islanders and the conversation flowed from there. Um, and, you know, he, he's a good kid. I mean, he took it well. He must have said five or six times, ten times, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, I think he did get a great opportunity here. He's come a long way. And, uh, you know, I hope that he goes and I hope that he plays for KP and I hope he has a great career up there. Um, I hope that both teams, you know, end up winning in this deal. With Dayton, you, you talked a little about him before. I mean, this is a guy with, with 130 games experience in the league. He'll be, he'll be 20 next season, his final year. Obviously, hope to get a couple of games out of him this season should there be some games. But, I mean, well, what what are you hoping that he will bring to this team? Let's just look ahead to next season. Well, I just talked to him here, and I'd seen him, you know, I bumped into him, um, I don't know, probably – two months ago, three months ago, at a, it was actually at a Cougars game. 
And um, he, um, I mean, he's he's six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds, and like he's in shape. He said, you know, I'm trying to get down to two thirty, and I said, so am I. Um, but um, so he is gonna he is gonna give a lot of guys that maybe needed a little injection of courage. He will give them that. Um, he can skate. So, you know, we're toying with some ideas about which line he would play on. I mean, this year, I think it's gonna, we're going to be, if at best, is into an exhibition series or into an exhibition set of games if we play. The, you know, the deal was made for next year, clearly. And so, um, you know, we think we have a chance next year. Um, you know, we've got, we've got a really solid now top five for sure. With Clark in the mix, you know, we, we probably are looking for, you know, a, a left winger that kind of is in the same mold as Clark. And, and I think we could do some really special things. And and does that, do you sort of see him working along particular someone like Riley or that with, you know, Josh and Tanner leaving? I mean, kind of filling that void there. Is that, or are you still kind of not looking ahead to that? That's Brad's decision. I mean, kind of where do you see that playing out? Well, that's totally Brad's decision. You know, we've talked about it. Brad will ask for input, but he'll ultimately make the decision. And, um, you know, I know he's talked to some of the players and, you know, uh, I mean, he would fit nicely with Maloney and maybe Lyon. They all can fly, and I know Lyon goes after the puck hard. Clark goes after the puck hard. Maloney knows how to, you know, make pet plays. And I mean, that would be one of the fastest lines in the league. They'd be three twenty-year-olds, and they'd be a dynamic trio. You know, the Spears and Braun could play together, and we'd have to figure out who's going to play on the left side. That's going to be a battle to see who's going to fill that spot. But but we, you know, we're not we're not done. You know, we've got. You know, ten months um, till Jan tenth to to sort of really come to terms with what that sixth forward is going to look like. So I think there's going to be a lot of guys auditions. You know, starting tonight, and um, and you know they're going to audition through this next month and a half of practice if we play some games, and then certainly into next year and. You know, we might have the answer on our roster here. Like, I, I think we've got a super talented roster. Could be a young guy like Banks jumps out or a Ewer. You know, um, you know, Peyton Braun, you know, told me last night he wanted to play. The kids never played above house. And actually, the kid, <laughs> he makes me laugh because he has so much talent for a kid that really never played rep hockey and and he's going to make he's going to be a big addition so there's there's a there's a several guys that, that could fill in that spot or maybe if we have to go get somebody but um you know i think we might we'll try to see what happens this summer and then maybe into the fall see where we're at see where it's how it's working and decide if we need to get better on that left side well we'll definitely keep an eye on it pete we always appreciate your time you're you're a busy man you're a man in demand we're going to learn some of those facts later on in this episode of how uh, amazing you are but always appreciate your time here on Claude weekly thanks for having me again ben just mentioned there. Thanks, Pete, very much for his time here on Claude Weekly. And I can imagine a lot of people are probably wondering, where on earth is Sticky in all of this? Why is it just that random Australian guy talking about trades and hockey and everything else in between? Well, it's just myself this week, but that doesn't mean that Sticky doesn't want to have a say. Sticky does have an opinion, and Sticky's opinion is more important than, I'd say, mine. So I think what that means right now is that I'm going to shut up, and I'm going to hand over to my esteemed co-host, Mr. Malcolm Sticky Fletcher, to give his take on the trade between Carson Strom and Dayton Clark. What's going on, Panthers fans? Malcolm Fletcher back here. 
Um, I'm sure you guys have all heard in the past 24 hours, we made a little bit of a trade with the Cary Park Islanders that sent Carson Strom up to KP, and we acquired Dayton Clark. First of all, um, Carson, thanks a lot, man, for all your contributions to the program. Uh, I know we shared lots of smiles, lots of laughs around the rink, and I just want to thank you for that. However, I'd really like to welcome Dayton. Um, Dayton's a uh, local Victoria kid um, who's played four years in the VI, 130 games played. Um, I think he's going to fit in great in the lineup. Um, a little bit about Dayton. He's a six foot two, 225-pound, big, heavy power forward. That's the type of game he likes to play. Um, he likes to put up lots of points. Last season was his breakout season um, for the Sanders Braves, where he tallied up 35 points in 37 games. The previous two seasons, as a 16- and 17-year-old, his first year he had 16 points, the next year he had 19 points. But that 16-year-old season... Um, he played 15 playoff games where the Spanish Braves made it all the way to the finals. And uh, I feel like that's something that this um, Panthers team is really going to need next season. Um, that, that Just that little bit more experience um, coming to the lineup, especially um, as a power forward, that type of energy player, a guy that really likes to you know be aggressive, get involved in that game. Uh, I think that's going to be huge for the Panthers to acquire Dayton. His career totals in the VI is 30 goals, 49 assists for 79 points. So he's always been around the goals. He's always been around the plays. And uh, I forgot to mention last season, on top of his 35 points, talking about that power forward mentality, he had 71 penalty minutes. So he's always involved in the plays. He's always around the action. So far this season, he started out for the Sanders Predators, where he tallied up seven points in seven games before he was traded to the Cary Park Islanders, where he had two assists and was red hot against the Peninsula Panthers. He was on pace for a point-per-game season, which is too bad. Our season was um, interrupted. Uh, fingers crossed we'll be back at it. I think that uh, um, Dayton Clark will be, um, you know, top six type forward um, for the Panthers. I think he's going to get involved right away. He's going to be an absolute impact whenever we get back. As I talked about him, you know, uh, getting the leadership role on the Cary Park Islanders, I could 100% see him bringing that um, to the Panthers, where I think, you know, like I said, it's really just goes to show the type of player um, he is he you know he's an emotional player he likes to be involved and uh, obviously he's a great kid so I'd really like to thank Carson for your time with the Panthers um, we had lots of fun but Dayton welcome to the club um, we're really excited to have you here and we hope to have you on Claude Weekly soon and get to know you even a little better and so the fans get to know you again that was Malcolm Fletcher thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week and thanks very much there to the Stickman, Sticky. And I look forward to uh, sitting next to you next week for uh, the next episode of Claude Weekly. But it's sounding like this is it. Sounding like I'm ending the episode right now. That's not even the case. We've gotten the news out of the way. It's interesting that we actually have a big news week here, uh, given that the season is still on hiatus. But uh, with all that in mind, all that sort of behind us right now, it's time to move on to the next part of our episode, where we're going to sit down with the only player, well, at least the only player until this week, that is a Peninsula Panther that we haven't interviewed. That, of course, is the one, the only Mr. Sterling Lyon. So I had the opportunity to sit down with Mr. Lyon, chat to him about his season and his hockey career and everything else in between, his time running the province of Manitoba. And you're going to hear right now that chat I had with the one, the only Mr. Sterling Lyon after a brief word from our sponsors. (laughs) 
Babylon by TELUS Health is a virtual healthcare app that allows you to video chat with a licensed doctor from your smartphone. Appointments are covered by provincial healthcare, and you can even see a doctor on evenings and weekends. Download and register Babylon by TELUS Health today. It's a pleasure to be able to welcome our next guest here to Claw Weekly. And when I say next guest, I almost mean last guest. Well, it would have been the last guest until a certain news event that happened this week. We've interviewed every single player that started the year with the Panthers and the one that we haven't is a man who, uh, if I'm reading here correctly, the 17th premiere of Manitoba from 1977 to 19. 81, government introduced several fiscally conservative measures and was sometimes seen as a local version of the government of Margaret Thatcher. Didn't realise had such an esteemed resume. Uh, Sterling Lyon. Sterling, welcome to Claude Weekly. Oh, thank you. I, I, I wasn't aware about this, about yourself, that uh, you were Alter so ego. Yeah, powerful back in the day. Yeah. So is that is that something, how often do you get that? Quite often, never. <laughs> Especially people my age. Wow, it's 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 funny. I I have a friend in Winnipeg that uh, he watched one of the games, and when he heard your name, he's like, "Did you know that he was a, a premier of Manitoba?" That well, I do now. So <laughs> that's a fun thing to learn. I think. Have you been to Manitoba before? No, I haven't. No. no. Well, maybe if you step there, you might get special treatment. I might, yeah. Possibly. Um, before we get into some of the questions I got for you today, give, give us a bit of a background. Tell us a bit about your uh, where you've come from in terms of your, your hockey days. How did you end up uh, at the Panthers from that point? Well, I, um, my dad got me skating pretty young, and I played hockey at a Sandwich Minor Hockey Club all through um, Novus all the way to Midget. And then a couple of my buddies on my team were trying out for the Panthers, and it's the closest team to where I live, so I thought I'd drive out there and go to the spring camp, and then it turned out all right and made the team last year. And rest is history. Here you yeah. are, talking yeah. to some random Aussie guy about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, sort of growing up in the the area, I mean, did you kind of have aspirations to think that you could, could make the Panthers? I mean, did you sort of follow the team at all when you're younger, or at least the league, and think that's where you could end um, up? I didn't really follow the team. I, I kind of like, when I was a little kid, I would go to the Braves games just because that was the rink I was playing at. But, um, yeah, just thought the Panthers was the way to go. And in terms of sort of, of hockey, I mean, was it was this you one sport that you concentrated on? Were you sort of playing other sports kind of maybe in the summer or doing other things alongside hockey? Um, I got some other hobbies, yeah. I used to play rugby until I had an accident and then a couple tooth got knocked, teeth got knocked out, so Ouch. I never went back to it. But just hockey and rugby and golf in the summer. Play Great. a lot of golf. Wow. I, I'm loving this golf obsession a lot of the guys seem to have on the team. I didn't realize this was... Uh, is this an island thing? Is this a Panthers thing? Is this something that... I mean, I, I didn't have a lot of friends playing golf at your age. Uh, it's probably an island thing, at least. Well, we can pretty well golf like pretty much year-round. Yeah. With some exceptions, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love the rugby angle uh, that this is a thing, you know, coming here. It's it's not something that I realize that so many people are into, but obviously we're kind of in the right part of the country for rugby. What, what was it about rugby that kind of drew you when, you when you played rugby? A bunch of my buddies actually, like, kind of got me into it. Um, like, in middle school, we, like, we all tried out. And we had a lot of fun, like, tackling guys and whatnot and being rough. And then I played a little bit of high school rugby and then just... That was it. That was it. <laughs> did, did, did you follow it, like, the sport itself? Like, did you watch, like, you know, the All Blacks, the Wallabies, sort of that sort of thing? Um, I had a couple favorites, like Brian Abana, that's about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, I never really watched professional rugby. I went to a game in town here, but that's about it. Well, there you go. Well, you're obviously doing all right in uh, in the hockey side of things. You're, you're one of only five guys this season, actually, to play every single one of the games alongside Lucas Logan, Riley, and, and Tanner. I mean, do, do you look at things like that and think, oh, I must be doing all right if uh, coach keeps picking me every single week or uh, I'm doing okay to be uh, getting suited up for each one of those games? Yeah, I like to do my part out there to keep, keep ice time, but... Um, yeah, and stay healthy, stay away from the hospital and whatnot. Well, it's obviously a few injuries have, have hit the guys this year, but I mean, frustrating season, of course. It's, I mean, been off ice more than on ice. Uh, I mean, before the before the break, how, how do you think yourself you were going? How do you feel the team was going, everything along those lines? I think we were going to be cruising through a great season. Um, honestly, the boys were looking pretty healthy and whatnot, and yeah. And, and, I mean, it's obviously frustrating then kind of once, you know, particularly getting against that new series against the Islanders all of a sudden, you know, have a good win, a tight loss and kind of want to get that revenge the night after and then it, it's off and here we are still haven't played a game. Oh, I know. It could not – it could it could be worse, but it, it really – like, it just sucks, you know? And, I mean, what do you do yourself to keep yourself sort of prepared? I mean, obviously, you have these practice sessions a couple of times a week, but is there anything that you yourself are doing, hitting the gym, doing some skills in the garage, things like that? Yeah. Um, at the start of COVID, um, I couldn't go to the gym, so I invested in a bunch of uh, gym equipment. So I kind of have a little home gym at home, which is kind of nice. So I've been keeping strong at home. And then when we had that little break there, I was doing some runs, trying to keep my cardio up because it's just awful coming back with no cardio. For nothing, sure. Yeah, nothing worse. And, and I mean, is that what you were working on the most, the cardio? I mean, are there other aspects that kind of have helped you sort of in this second year with the, the Panthers with your game at all? Um, yeah, I've been trying to get stronger to improve like the strength in my shot and improve my skating because I like to get faster and just working on that every day. Is that how do you do that when you're not on the ice? Like, I mean, is it is something to do with the legs? Is it just that cardio you're talking about? Is this is there a certain technique that can help you increase your speed when you're not skating? Um, just somewhat like explosive leg workouts, I think. Like, I'm not the biggest expert on it, but I think just having overall like good cardio and good strength in your legs and even in your core and arms, it all helps out. But it also must help that despite not having games, you do have this opportunity to come here at least three times a week, four, of course, if you want to come on on a Thursday and still have that opportunity because it seems like there's, you know, 20-odd guys still showing up to each of these sessions when, when they can. So, I mean, despite the games, everyone's keen to get out there and, and keep healthy, keep their skills up and, and just keep gelling as a team. Yeah. I mean... Everybody probably thinks they're all right right now, but if we hopped into a game right now against the Cougars, everybody's cardio wouldn't be as good as they thought it was just because, like, that's a battle, you know? But neither would theirs be, right? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who knows? Which, uh, I mean, it also comes down to a bonding exercise. It's interesting chatting to some of the guys about, you know, I mean, even as you're saying, golf and, and things like that. I mean, does it allow you guys more time to, to bond on a on a personal level, get to know each other more? Maybe some of the rookies that perhaps, you know, in a normal season, you're not going to get a chance to maybe do these things off the ice like you are at the moment. I agree, yeah, to some extent. I mean, there's no, like, like big gatherings with the team like there kind of used to be, like, back in the day. But, um I think in the dressing room, it's kind of just more positive and everybody's just kind of more welcoming and everybody's talking, you know, like we're all on the same page here with this COVID. So in your second year with the club, um, you know, are there things that you can learn now? Not coming. This is obviously not a rookie year now. It's kind of, you, you know, most of the guys around you, you understand what junior B hockey is like. I mean, do you have you looked at those 12 games differently to how maybe you looked at your first 12 games last season? Yeah, for my first 12 games last season, I was just so focused on like just trying my hardest and doing good and then this year I'm just trying to focus on like that and also leadership skills last year I didn't really like I had to step up and try and be a leader as much as I could but this year I have a bigger role 
So I'm just trying to be more of a leader. And what does that entail? Like when you become a leader, is it a case of just taking on board more things from some of the rookies, helping them out, kind of listening to the guys, you know, Tanner, the, the, the captain? I mean, what, what does that mean when you're sort of taking those leadership skills on board? Yeah, talking to our cat more, talking to all the rookies, not like telling them what to do, but like, you know, helping them out, like encouraging them on, like, you know, things like that. And do yeah. you also then get more input with with brad do you kind of you know talk to him a little bit more kind of see how that can improve as well yeah yeah talking to brad more this year a little bit and trying to tell him like when we were playing games i was like asking questions like where can i focus more attention to and whatnot and get more feedback and not just kind of being like a rookie like back of the room kind of guy you know with the break, do you just find yourself constantly monitoring numbers a lot more with COVID to see, like, oh, they're going down, this might mean closer to games? I mean, are you kind of beyond that now? I mean, I'm kind of beyond it. I kind of lost hope. At the start, like, I was just, like, just dying, like, looking at it every day, like, I hope we have a season. But at this point, I think we're just going to finish practicing and hope for a good season next year. And it, it, is that certain point when it... I mean, is it a this waiting without this with this season not officially being cancelled? Does that make it harder? Because at least I guess if it's officially cancelled, you know that it's purely focusing on next season. Whereas now there is maybe a slim hope that you could be playing this year. I mean, would you rather them just say cancel it so we can focus the next year? Um, I don't know what I'd rather. I've never been in this position before, really, or no one has, I guess. But I'm just excited to just keep coming to the rink and practicing and getting ready for next year uh, i've got to ask with the big news uh this week obviously we're talking a bit about it uh you know the trade uh carson's going across to the islanders we've acquired dayton clark uh, are you familiar with dayton at all do you, do you know him you know and what are your thoughts on him joining the team um that's a great pickup for sure he's a good force out there um he's great yeah i think that was a great pickup uh, me and him played roller hockey back in the day when we were like eight or nine years old like we went down to san francisco or whatever wow fun yeah. times like going down like was that just on the same team i mean or yeah you... same team it was like a little roller hockey like camp we did and we like played teams in the states wow yeah geez fun times any any fun stories you can share with your time i in... can barely even remember it no it was just sunny out <laughs> <laughs> well we'll have to we'll have to grill him on that one then. uh with, with the guys i mean who, who are some of the ones that you're sort of uh close with maybe you know playing a bit of extra rounds of golf with out there i mean who are some of your, your um, good friends on the team i hang out a lot with owen owen cox yeah right. like on the weekend sometimes uh in the summer we'll go to the lake work out together dirt, dirt bike i saw on your in your instagram you're a bit into the biking is, yeah is that used, right? uh, yeah I, I, I race quite a bit yeah used to when the track was here but do you um, get him out on the bikes and if so how is he on the bikes is that owen owen yeah oh no i don't know how owen is on the bikes but you might um, have to try yeah, and, i got try i got other dirt bike buddies to go with <laughs> uh, did you did you see the picture during the week of him and uh the, the doppelganger there of uh Mark that is a pretty yeah that's that's pretty spot on that pretty comparison accurate. there yeah yeah Do, have you ever had a doppelganger has anyone ever kind of you know pulled someone out that like this is who you look like or something along those lines um no i don't think so actually no no not not one that you're just trying to hide perhaps that maybe there is or? um i wish uh, no I wish. <laughs> we, we, I think we need to kind of have this every week. We're going to have to try and find out who each of the guys' uh, doppelgangers is or, or yeah, something exactly. along those lines. Finds there. Uh, I, I mean, outside of hockey, we mentioned about rugby, but I mean, you know, do you, do you follow much sports? You're following the NHL right now, NBA kind of. And if so, who do you follow? Who's, who are your teams? I honestly don't follow a lot of other sports. I just kind of watch the Canucks at night. Yep. Right after dinner, and yeah, I don't really follow like too in depth, but. Is, is there any sort of uh, like other sort of activities that you do sort of outside of the sporting thing? Like, I mean, you know, uh, I like to go to the ski hill every weekend. Nice. I try, try to get up there. Yeah, yeah, Mount Washington. Sort yeah. Of. Now, uh, as an absolute wimp, 
Sterling, I, I put on skis, I stood out there, and I chickened out straight away. Okay. Give me some advice. How do I how do I put the mind over that and, and try and actually not be an absolute wimp? Um, I think you just got to strap them back on and maybe just watch a YouTube tutorial, some, okay. and just and just send it. You know, just like go for it. Maybe a lift beer too. I don't know. Okay, all right. I like the look of that. And, and I mean, skiing over snowboarding. Would you? Is that something you would recommend? Yeah, skiing over snowboarding. For yeah, sure. those, we don't like those snowboarders, no. right? Yeah, no, none of that. <laughs> I, I, I'm learning. See, the snow to me, I'm still on that mindset. I see snow and I get absolutely excited. While everybody's groaning and going, "What the hell is this crap?" Yeah. So, do you, I mean, is that is that something that you just? I mean, tell it to me from a Canadian when you see that snow. I mean, are you groaning? Are you loving it? Is it just part of your life? It doesn't really mean anything to you? Well, especially here in Victoria, we don't get a lot of snow. So when it shows up, it's pretty special, you know? Yeah. And um, Mount Washington is like somewhat close, but you can't just go. Nobody just drives up there just to see the snow from Victoria, at least. So um, it's pretty it's pretty exciting in town here when we get some snow. Can you, can you, are there areas that you can maybe put on the skis? If there's like a bit of a slope now that there's some snow on the ground? Yeah, can... I was actually doing that in my backyard. And last year we had all the boys at uh, Riley's house. He's got a pretty good hill at his nice. place. So. Wow. Okay, there we go. <laughs> snow, you want to ski? Everyone to Riley's house. We like the look of that. Uh, let's, let's go into uh, a couple of segments now. I'm going to throw to this. Now, this is our Pete Facts of the Week. Now, obviously, our, our fearless leader, Mr. Zabeski, we heard him early on in the episode. But uh, the, the fun part is we learn a lot about him. And uh, you've got a few facts for me here, Sterling. And I don't know if you knew these before, so uh, hit me with them. Yeah, all right. So, Pete Zabeski was born on February 30th. Wow. Okay. that That's a special day to be born. Um, only Pete. Uh, wow, incredible. All right, what else we got? Uh, we also got here that... Uh, Pete Zabursky doesn't need Twitter. He's already following you. <laughs> now, now that sounds scarier than it is. So I will say to people listening that, uh, yes, he is always following you, but he's a nice guy most of the time, so don't be afraid. And also we got here that uh, Pete Zabursky can rip a page <laughs> out of Facebook. <laughs> um, I don't know what he does with that page once he rips it out, but... Uh, Somewhat that sounds good. Do you, I mean, are you blown away by these facts or is this just, you know, pretty standard? You think that's eh, probably standard Pete, yeah. Standard Pete. Yeah. Standard Pete. Standard yeah. Pete. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw to this next segment now. Now, this is the part where I've got some franchises from my homeland of Australia and Ooh. they are either of a rugby variety, okay. an Australian rules football variety, okay. or a cricket variety. Now, when I say rugby, probably different. Like, you're obviously uh, probably rugby union. Probably never even realised there's such a thing called rugby league, a slightly different version of... It's, it's the same thing. It's like Canadian and American football are basically the same with a few different rules, right? So, uh, that's when I say rugby, that's what the franchise is. So, and have you ever seen Australian football before? Um, don't think I've... No. I will share you a link. Your, your mind will be blown with that. All right. So you've got to tell me simply, is this a cricket, a rugby, or an Aussie rules football team? The Brisbane Lions. Um, I'm going to go with football. You are going to go with football? You are correct. They are a, an Aussie rules football team. Uh, did quite well last season. So if you want to choose a team, they could be one. Uh, alongside uh, the Geelong Cats, what, what sport are they in? I'm going to go with cricket. Cricket. Ah, they're still an Aussie rules football team. They oh. did even better than Brisbane. They made the uh, the grand final, the big championship game. Sadly lost. So uh, there you go. Uh, Perth Scorchers. Uh, I want to say rugby on this one. You want to say rugby? They are cricket. Oh. They are uh, 
cricket's team. Uh, quite a good team as well, uh, even though I don't really particularly like them. But I do really like this team. I will say this next team is my team in this respective competition, the Cronulla Sharks. i got to go with rugby, I guess. You are correct. Right. They are a rugby side. And, uh, yeah, get on the Sharks bandwagon. All right, I will. Yeah, I'll hop do, right on it. Do that, absolutely. Now, before I let you go, Sterling, uh, I've sort of been talking to some of the guys recently about social media, you know, uh, getting on Instagram, things like that. Do you find competitiveness when it comes to the gram to these guys? You know, are you on this page of getting the followers out there? Because I realise, like, I looked at your page, like, you don't post a lot, but you still got plenty of followers. So I clearly feel there's a bit of popularity going on out there, or does it not mean that much to you? Um, you know, I, I don't really care. I'm not really on that app a whole lot. Like, looking at my followers and caring about that, that, that just seems kind of like a, a young kid thing to do, I guess, but... Um, yeah, I'm not really on that app a whole lot. What app, what app are we using? What, what's um, the... Usually when I'm on my phone, I'm watching YouTube, yep. like all that. Are you a TikToker? Um, do, you, do you get into TikTok? Not not huge, no. no. But um, yeah, I, I like watching Josh Lingard's TikToks. So okay. they, they crack me up. Right. I, now, I've heard there's a few kind of guys out there who like the TikTok. Can you give us a bit of a teaser? If I've not seen Josh's TikTok, what am I going to be seeing on there? Um, you're basically, basically going to see videos that are really aren't funny, but that's kind of <laughs> why they're funny, you know? <laughs> what I mean like they're just they're just they're just dumb right okay I feel we need to take it on board and just uh, start watching these and sharing some uh, some good ones out there and I mean does this do you just get in the, the whatsapp chat and kind of just make fun of him for his or is he is he straight away going like guys check out my tiktok this is bloody hilarious and you just have to laugh um no the boys really haven't pointed it out yet but <laughs> I don't know <laughs> they will after this week yeah basically. probably uh Sterling mate it's been a pleasure as I said you're, you're lucky last obviously now we're uh, obviously going to have Dayton to uh to add to this list but for for the ogs the uh, original 20 2021 panthers you're it we've saved the best of last it's been a pleasure having you on the show mate and uh best of luck for the rest of the season if it does come back underway perfect yeah thank you and a big thanks to sterling for his time there and it's interesting to kind of go through the checklist and tick off all the players and ensure that we have uh, interviewed every single peninsula panther until now because you told me a week ago that uh, that was it. You interview Sterling. You're done. You've done your job, Ben. You've interviewed every single one of the players. But now, of course, we have a new addition to the side, Mr. Dayton Clark, who uh, we will be aiming to get on this show next week, fresh after being traded, of course, uh, to the side, the newest Peninsula Panther. And uh, we hope to speak with Dayton next week, find out his thoughts on his first week with the Panthers. Of course, hit the ice for the very first time last night on Tuesday evening. So uh, we're catching up with him, hopefully, to find out his take on uh, the trade, uh, how he's fitting in with the side, and what he hopes to achieve moving forward. Of course, 20 years old next season, so uh, entering his final year. But uh, it will be very interesting to see how he will go. Of course, we heard Pete's perspective and Sticky's perspective on it, and uh, the positives that it may have for the Peninsula Panthers moving forward as we tilt towards the ultimate glory, that championship trophy, which hopefully... We might even have a chance to tilt for this year if uh, things all go to plan. We are keeping an eye out, hopefully, for some good news from Dr. Bonnie Henry and the government. We are still eagerly anticipating, hopefully, some updates by the end of this month, which may, of course, see us and every other franchise hit the ice to conclude 
the season and have a champion for the first time in a couple of years. It would be nice to uh, have that back out there. I will take this opportunity, though, to uh, thank everybody for tuning in. It's been a very interesting week. It's a very interesting episode of Claude Weekly, and uh, we are very happy that you've made it to this point, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you do enjoy the show as much as we enjoy putting it out there, uh, we, of course, do. Highly recommend that you uh, keep in touch with us and get involved a little bit more. That, of course, comes from subscribing to the podcast. You can do that where all good podcasts are found. Even the shit podcasts are found. I'm sure we're on there as well. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Pods. We are now on iHeartRadio as well. If you use iHeartRadio, you can find us on there. And, of course, you can just head straight to ppanthersvijhl.transistor.fm where you can find all the episodes on one page there. And then if you have a different podcast provider, you can find the RSS feed there and use it to subscribe onto your relevant podcast provider. If you want to stay up to date with the Panthers as well on social media, hit us up on Facebook, Peninsula Panthers VIJHL, or on Twitter and Instagram, PPanthersVIJHL. And that's where you can stay up to date. We say every single week we've got some great things planned for those services, and we do. And of course, last week, if you listened to our uh, chat last week in terms of a certain little doppelganger that we teased with Mr. Owen Cox, you can find that picture of uh, our comparison between Owen Cox and Australian rules footballer Mark Murphy. So uh, if you missed that one, hit us up on uh, Facebook, the Gram, and Twitter. You will be able to see those comparisons there. My name is Ben. It's been a pleasure, as always, bringing you Claude Weekly. Thanks again to Carson. Thanks again to Pete. Thanks again to Sterling. Thanks again to Sticky. I'll be back next week with the Stick Man himself. Enjoy the rest of your week, Panthers fans, and we'll speak to you again next time on Claude Weekly. Weekly is proudly brought to you by Peninsula Co-op. Purchase a car wash from Peninsula Co-op before November 15 and you can win free car washes for a year. Enter online at co-oppromotions.com.